0: Hello everyone, I'm Thomas Wasson, enterprise trucking Carry expert here at Freight Waves and very excited to welcome you all to the Sales and Marketing Summit. Uh, joining me today is going to be Michael Beeler, VP of Supply Chain and Logistics at uh, Intellius to talk about the uh, evolution of the digital supply chain and some of the technologies as well as strategies. Uh, there's some super exciting stuff, so really excited to have Michael on. Michael, welcome, sir.
1: Thank you, Thomas. Uh, I appreciate you letting me uh, join you on the show. Um, I'm, uh, excited to be here. It's TMS and, and digital technology is something that, something that I'm passionate about. Uh, and it's really, you know, if you look at the kind of the evolution of, of TMS, since the, the global supply chain disrupt, uh, disruptions, uh, you know, there's, there's been an explosion of new technology in the supply chain and logistics industries, not only TMS, but, uh supply chain visibility, uh, analytics like route planning and load planning, track and trace, weather reports. You know, there's, uh, there's a, a lot of new add-ins and plug-ins, so to speak. And uh, so I was hoping we could, you know, talk about TMS and kind of how that's evolved and some of the, the cool new uh, technologies, if you will, that you can, uh, you, know, you can plug in to make your TMS more effective and, and more efficient.
0: And I think it's exciting to to look at the new tech coming up, because right now it seems that everyone's talking about visibility, but it depends on who you're asking and what you're doing with it. Uh, Let's dive into a little bit about what's the current state of affairs with visibility and what can we kind of look forward to? Right. So, um, you know, uh,
1: Jet McCandless, he's the CEO of uh, Project 44. And I I saw an an interview with him not that long ago, and he was saying, you know, we are going to have visibility of every Car, plane, truck, train, and rickshaw. So you know the in in, in order to do that, um, I kind of equate it to like Google when they were first coming out with Google Maps, and I was like, how in the world are you are you really going to you know do you expect to map the whole world? And you know then I saw you know then then I, then I saw their cars driving around and they're taking pictures and. You know, then they're starting to use satellite technology. And, and sure enough, they came out with a product, Google Maps, which is, uh, you know, which is a, a daunting task for, uh, you know, to, to be able to, to do that. And when you look at supply chain visibility, it's kind of like the same thing because there's an IoT component to it. But then there are also uh, they're like Project 44 is building out their API network and so the you know i i would say you know there there's a couple of uh, a handful of uh of tech companies that are uh, you know kind of leading the industry like project 44 forkites uh shipio wakeio over in france for uh for for europe uh but you know if you uh, if you look at the technology behind it it is it is kind of daunting but uh I know that like uh, Project 44 and 4Kites are on the cutting edge of not only building out their their IoT network. So you've got sensors and devices available on different assets, but they're also building out their, their API network, which is kind of the uh, that's that's kind of that's what's going to make everything
0: run. So almost like a digital map. So I think that's one of the cool things. We talked about it uh, earlier before the interview about how a lot of folks are trying to make a legitimate almost map. And some folks in some industries have already started doing that. What are some examples we can look at to see to where the supply chain may end up looking like?
1: Right. And we, yeah, we, we talked about this a little bit, but uh, Google, for instance, is uh, is creating really the first macro digital supply chain twin product in conjunction with Project 44. So Project 44 is going to be supplying their, them with the, the, the data that, that they have. And again, they're, they're growing out their, their data points globally uh, you know, as we speak. But Google is really the first uh, digital supply chain twin product that is going to be available in the market again on a macro level because they're using all of project uh, 44's data but then what we're going to see in the in the in the near future is a digital supply chain twin where you are connected with your vendors you're connected with your customers and so you're really you know if you're uh, so- sourcing raw materials or uh, the 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 data that you're going to capture is not just within your company or within your own supply chain, because a, a, a supply chain is, it, it's much more than just what goes on in your company. It's what's going on with your vendors, with your clients, with your shippers. So ultimately the, the, the uh, digital supply chain twin will be available on a micro basis. And uh, of course you're gonna have to get permission from vendors and, and customers and things, but ultimately what we're gonna see uh, is a digital supply chain where if there's something that's you know happens in a warehouse like we were talking about, you can identify it and you can um, you can you can fix that in real time. So that that's going to be the uh, you know real time visibility is is going to be the the thing that I think is going to uh, make supply chains much more efficient and becoming uh, in the near future. And we were talking about this a little bit, and uh, so one of the things is how do we how do we look at that data, right? So we we've got a this big supply chain, and and you've got your 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 operations, your trucker, your shippers, and you've got your vendors, and you've got your customers. How are we going to make sense of all that data, and how are we going to look at it? And there are companies right now. I there's one, uh, one in particular in Germany right now, who's making a three D model that is able to support a, a a digital twin or a digital supply chain twin. And although that although that digital twin technology is not really that prevalent in supply chain and logistics right now, it is very prevalent in, for instance, oil and gas. So I've uh, I've had a lot of uh, oil and gas customers and worked with them on different projects and they actually use digital twins to uh to for their um, their offshore rigs they actually use the digital twins to do inspections on those rigs so they don't so they can do an inspection at any time and they don't have to fly a helicopter out there and, and have a staff go out or a team go out and and do all these inspections because sometimes they they still do but they're able to do a uh, remote inspection via digital twins. So the, the technology is out there. It's being used in some industries. It's just we're, we're not really uh, mature in the supply chain world for digital twin technology yet. But like I said, it's, 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 it's coming around the corner because Google has a, has a product. They're partnered with, uh, with Project 44. It's, a, it's a more of a, a macro digital supply chain twin, but it, it is, um, it's coming, it's around the corner.
0: And for folks who want to learn more about what the digital supply chain twin and this new form of twin imagery, is that kind of like a way to uh, access it as another layer with being able to view everything? Or what's some of the fundamentals for folks who want to kind of sign up and maybe participate in this technology?
1: So, so that's a great question. And when you look at a supply chain, uh, most people, when they're looking at their supply chain, it's being done. Maybe they have some kind of software where they can see some trucks moving around and or you know they, they're they're getting data on Excel spreadsheets or you know different different platforms. but they don't really have a uh, a visual representation of what their supply chain looks like, where their products are, where they're, you know where their products are, are moving. And what their vendors are doing, and when what their their clients are doing, and when products are going to be sent to their uh, to their clients. So it's going to really give us uh, real time visibility in like you know like a uh, like a Star Trek holodeck, right? So you can you can look at it and you can really see what's going on, and you're not just getting you know multiple data points and uh, and, and trying to make heads or tails of that, you're, you're really going to get a visual representation.
0: Well, that's really mm-hmm. fascinating because you could theoretically, by having this technology in the end state of visibility, I could, you know, go through the 3D model, look at my supply chain and my network of hubs and distribution centers, and let's say I'm a purchasing or a planner and I say I need to make X number of items, why is it taking so long? You could theoretically see the blockages at a scale to where it goes from either vendor or distribution center, and then you could kind of zoom in and find out which hubs, like how oil companies will say, why is my pipe not working as well? Let me zoom in on this rig. You can kind of dissect it without having to send like 1,200 emails.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because you've got a visual representation and it's, uh, you can, you can comprehend it because you can look, you're, you're looking at the, a picture of your, you know, of your offshore rig or of your supply chain or of your, uh, your shipping network. So I think it's gonna, it's gonna open up, uh, really new
0: opportunities to fix things on the fly quicker. And I want to kind of look into you talked about, uh, you know, how oil and gas they're looking at as well when providing technology platforms like even TMSs. uh, a lot of the legacy vendors are having, you know, they're not getting these contracts and RFPs. Is there something where, uh, you know, oil and gas or lumber and other companies are trying to get into, uh, you know, leading edge or is there something where big brand has an advantage for folks?
1: that 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 is a great question and we touched on this a little bit but um you know if if you look at the oil and gas companies specifically um you know they're they're dealing with accenture deloitte you know they're they're dealing with uh with some of these very large companies but the the latest conversations that i'm having is that the oil and gas companies and i i actually have um uh a Large lumber company as well. They are looking at uh, some of the, the smaller technology companies, and they're actually they're seeing that the big guys don't necessarily have the the latest technology or um, cutting edge technology. They're finding that the smaller companies are coming to the table with better technology, and and so. They're actually lowering their procurement barriers to let in smaller players because they feel that that they're getting a, a better a better product from some of these uh, smaller players. So, you know the 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 uh, the the FUD factor here is: Are these smaller players going to be in the market? Are they are they still going to be around a year from now or six? You know, long term. And uh, I I think the 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 overall consensus with the oil and gas companies is, you know, the if we're a a large oil and gas company, we are really going to partner with these uh, with these smaller tech companies. And we're going to we're going to make sure that they stay in business. We're going to keep them afloat. And that's why they're they're lowering their procurement barriers to let other smaller players come into the market. And I think it's I think that's healthy because it's going to give,
0: it's, it's, it's going to improve technology for everybody. And looking at, so like, especially improving technology, one thing I was fascinating is you're seeing an example of uh, like the energy sector and industry uh, moving forward with their supply chains. For the rest of our domestic supply chain, what are some practical things? Uh, what are some things we need to consider as we're looking at all this technological choice and visibility platforms? Let's say that I'm one of those smaller customers that I want to get in on this. I want to figure out how to, eventually have a cool 3D holograph. Uh, what are some of the top tips I should be paying attention to as I want to pick and who do I want to partner with and what do I want to do?
1: Yeah, well, so, I mean, the, the, the takeaways from this are, uh, from, from my side, don't, there, I mean, there, there is a vast selection of freight tech products. Don't let this, the, the vast selection of freight tech products overwhelm you. Um, and don't get sold on specific features by, by a salesperson. So, build your tech stack according to your business, and don't let the don't let the, the tail wag the dog, so to speak and And when in doubt, consult a professional um, there there are you know as I was we've talked quite a bit about uh, supply chain visibility, but then when you look at some of the other analytics that are, that are available artificial intelligence and machine learning, robotic process automation, access to vast amounts of data. All of this is is maturing and there there are gonna be new products out in the market, but uh, my my takeaway is don't don't let the vast selection of freight tech products overwhelm you. Uh, And uh, again, build your tech stack according to your business. Look at what your business needs are and then build your tech stack based on what, what you're trying to do.
0: And final thoughts here, for folks who want to reach out as well, learn more about, speaking of talking to the professionals, uh, how can they get in contact with you or your team to try and learn more uh, and, and you know move themselves into the future, so to speak? Right, so uh,
1: at Intellius, we, uh, we are at the cutting edge of the latest technologies. So we're heavy into AI, machine learning, robotic process automation, IoT, AI, OT, artificial intelligence of things. And uh, if you uh, if you want to reach out to anybody at Intellius, or you can reach out to me directly, I can give you an email if that would um, if that's allowable. Yeah, you toss it in there. Just throw it in. Yeah. So it's Michael M I C H A E L dot Beeler, and that's B as in boy, double E L A R at Intellius.com. Or you can give me a buzz or send me a text at 832 475.
0: Perfect, Mike. Thank you so much for uh for the fireside chat as well as being our speaker, one of our speakers for this uh wonderful sales and marketing summit. Looking forward to the future as well. There's a lot of cool stuff coming on there. There's and, a lot uh, of I stuff. want my deck. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs>